getting people out of financial slavery through Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Learn to get left behind. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. And I just have to say, before we go over the date and all the things that we're going to go over in the cryptocurrency space, when we speak things into existence, I just believe that the universe, the most high, is lining things up for us. And I am so ecstatic about the fact that last week on a cruise, I spent the week with some millionaires, Satoshi millionaires, money millionaires, all of those things. But for the most part, this cryptocurrency space has created millionaires and I'm in our community. And so I'm super excited about that. I cannot wait to share. We have some basics that we still need to go over because Friday we needed to get it in, but we're going to get it in today, ladies and gentlemen, because I know that learning about wallets is really critical. It's important to our community. So we're going to get into that. But nevertheless, today is the fabulous Monday, which is January 30th, 2023. And I'd like to say happy birthday to Cryptopian Pamela Boyd. It is her birthday today. So happy birthday to you. And I want to go back and say happy birthday to Troy Ridley, whose birthday was on Friday, the 27th. So happy birthday to both of you. I wish you have an incredible day, week, whatever that looks like. And so ladies and gentlemen, if you would like a shout out for your birthday, if you're a Cryptopian, please do me a favor and send me a text message to 424-317. 7373 and I will get that in at the beginning of the show and so my quote for today goes exactly like this spend some time with Bitcoin learn it challenge it use it you can assume no government wants you adopting this system in any capacity and for that very reason alone It is worth consideration by honest, moral and industrious people. And so that is a quote today by Eric Voorhees. He is a Bitcoin entrepreneur and I share his sentiments. We have got to learn this. We've got a challenge what the status quo is as it relates to this financial system. And we've got to use this thing called Bitcoin. And I shared with the, with some of the people that were on the cruise that I utilized my Bitcoin to actually purchase all of our uh, Delta airline tickets as we went into Miami. And so I am a person that likes to try things out to find out how fluid it is, how, Uh, easy it is for users 
to be able to utilize some of these Bitcoin platforms. While I do not want us spending our Bitcoin and becoming the number one consumers in this cryptocurrency space, I do want to find out what's functional and what our community can take advantage of. And so I'll be sharing some of those things in the future. So ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we are going to jump right in to learning about wallets. And I hope that you got a lot of value last week as we went through a lot of the basics, but wallets is something that we must know about. So I'm ready to talk about that. So when we come forward, we will get into that cryptocurrency conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. In a moment, moment. more with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. Come today. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. We're going to do a quick update on cryptocurrency because we haven't done that. And so we're going to look and see where we are with Bitcoin today. So right now, this very second, Bitcoin is trading at $22,796. Ladies and gentlemen, it is red all the way across. In the last hour, Bitcoin is down 0.06%. In the last 24 hours, it is down 3.8%. And in the last seven days, it's down 0.71%. And we are on... Uh, we're un we're unscathed by that. We're we are not worried about that because we understand the technology and what's behind Bitcoin and what is happening in this space. Again, Bitcoin is 14 years old. It's finding its way. We're not going to worry about price action because we believe in the technology and what it is going to do for us. Not right now, immediately, but in the long term. And so there's some other coins that have some price movement. Uh, Ethereum is at $1,558. It's up in the last hour, 39%, but down in the last 24 hours, 4.7% and 4.4% in the last seven days. There is a coin that I'm going to be talking about in a second because we've had a lot of questions on Ask Naja Roberts. So I'm going to go over Shiba Inu and I'm going to tell you why or why not. I personally feel you should be involved with it, but what it says is it's up point uh, zero nine percent in the last hour down 4.8 percent in the last 24 hours and 5.3 percent down in the last seven days and so um the markets are doing exactly what they do the cryptocurrency space is a volatile market we already understand that uh but the stock market is a volatile um set of stocks as well it's a volatile market in fact last week if If you weren't paying attention because it was so volatile, they actually stopped trading some of the stocks. Now, I don't know how that's fair, but they did exactly that. And maybe we'll talk about that if we have time. But we're going to jump into wallets right now. Now, I explain wallets a lot different from everyone else. I actually have five 
categories of wallets. So for those of you that are taking notes, please get out your pen and paper so you can listen in a little bit to understand exactly why I categorize these different wallets as such. And I really try to figure out what works best for our community just starting out and making sure that you are clear where you should not and where you should be buying your Bitcoin from. So first and foremost, I have the five categories of wallets. They're flaming hot. That means flaming, burning hot. And then you have hot wallets. Then you have warm wallets. And then you have cold wallets. And then you have ice cold wallets. So I have those five different categories. So we're going to go through those really quickly. Um, and so the flaming hot wallets where you should never, ever, ever buy your Bitcoin from number one is PayPal. Now PayPal has allowed some of their users to take their Bitcoin off the PayPal platform, but I still get calls from individuals who are not able to take their Bitcoin off the PayPal platform. So the reason why we never buy from a flaming hot wallet company is because they own your personal Bitcoin and they never allow you to take it off and put it into your own private wallet. So that means they own your Bitcoin outright, not your keys, not your cheese, not your keys, not your coin. So that being said, PayPal was one of those flaming hot wallets that you never want to use. There's another one called Webull, W-E-B-U-L-L. Never use Webull. Venmo, just the regular Venmo. SoFi is another one that you never want to patronize. And um, I want to put Robinhood in this category too. Even though Robinhood is allowing some people, again, some people to take their Bitcoin off the platform. I don't want to patronize Robinhood because I've always been very vocal. Robinhood is robbing the hood. Their fees and other things are just excessive. Just try to stay away from that platform if you can. Now we've got hot wallets. Hot wallets are where you actually again, buy Bitcoin, they hold onto your Bitcoin if you want them to, but at whatever point you deem necessary to take your Bitcoin off and put it into your own wallet, you can do so. And so I want to let you know that hot wallets are Cash App. Uh, A lot of us use Cash App to buy Bitcoin. That's a hot wallet. We're using the Black Wall Street wallet every single day. It is absolutely a hot wallet, just a place to buy initially. But when you get enough accumulated, you move it to your cold storage device or your warm wallet. We'll talk about that in a second. You've got Gemini, you've got Binance, you've got uh, Coinbase, which I don't suggest you ever use just for the reasons that Coinbase and I, I want you to Google it again so you can trust. You don't have to trust me. You can verify Coinbase has 
had a history of the way that they treat black employees. And so um, we, I personally stay away from Coinbase and how they treat women in the workplace. And so I stay away from them, but they also have a hot wallet. I understand that they also have some options where they give you your private keys. But another reason to stay away from Coinbase is they've inked a deal with several federal agencies, including Homeland Security. So whether you like it or not, you're going to be or most people that I experience are getting 1099s, even if they've not pulled their Bitcoin off the Coinbase platform, they're just sending them out randomly. Uh, and also those agencies have access to all the records over at K- Coinboys. So um, I just stay away from Coinbase just for several different reasons. So uh, and so those are what I am considering a hot wallet again they hold your private keys you've bought your bitcoin and you leave it on their exchange that is a hot wallet it's just like going to the grocery store buying groceries and leaving it on the conveyor belt and coming back to get it when you need to cook dinner every day it just does not make sense so what you do is you buy your bitcoin on these platforms if you want to utilize them and then you go and you move it to a warm wallet which we're going to talk about next or you move it to um, a cold storage device and so that next category is a warm wallet and the reason why I call it also a hot wallet it's a hundred percent online 100 percent online now a warm wallet on the other hand is halfway online halfway offline but it gives you the ability to hold your own private keys you get your private keys you have to go through a couple of steps to actually set it up make sure everything is structured properly but you get your private keys your private keys can be these words private keys are words that Uh, You can either have 12 of them or 24 of them, depending on which one of these wallets you use. And no one will have access to your Bitcoin because you will have control, full control of your Bitcoin or your cryptocurrencies. And so a warm wallet that I particularly like, and I say this all the time, I'm not paid by any of these companies. These are companies that I use, I know are functional, and they help very well with individuals that are new in the cryptocurrency space. And so I'll just give you a couple while there are many out there, some uh, Bitcoin or cryptocurrency influencers use some wallets and some wallets they get paid to tell you to use them. And so I am making that disclaimer right now. You cannot find any products or services that are paying me to tell you about their products. I just like how they work and the fact that we've been in business since 2017 and we've never had one complaint of anyone losing anything. But I do have to share a couple of things as a relationship to these wallets so first and foremost edge i absolutely love edge um edge wallet is a warm wallet warm wallet is an actual software that you can get for free by downloading it on your cell phone again you have access to your private keys so it is definitely in your control so then we have trust wallet is another one that i like 
Uh, there's a blue wallet. There's an Exodus wallet. And I'm going to tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, because your wallets are stored on your cell phone, nobody should be able to hold on and get access to your cell phone. So I'm going to say this because I met someone I've already known or actually in past companies, but I got a chance to talk with the sister on the cruise who actually lost $400,000 worth of Bitcoin last uh, in January. We're still in January. She lost it in January and she lost it because she was wanting to clean up her cell phone and she left her cell phone for just 10 minutes with the geek squad over at Best Buy, ladies and gentlemen. And because they had her password, because she had to give them their pat, her password, her warm wallet was opened and $400,000 worth of Bitcoin sent to some exchanges and they're trying to do forensics right now to retrieve her $400,000. But the fact of the matter is her warm wallet was compromised because someone was able to get into her phone because she wasn't actually thinking about the fact that they can actually log, log on really quickly on your cell phone. And if they have passwords and if your password for your phone happened to be the same password that you utilize to get inside of these wallets there's a problem and so that actually happened on a warm wallet and this is the first time I've heard something like this specifically but it did happen this is a real person she has no reason to lie uh, again I know her from another company that we worked together in and I was just really sad about that so ladies and gentlemen your phone is also your bank now especially if you have these warm wallets on your cell phone you should not be scanning or allowing anyone to scan your phone i know we're all working with these new digital um business cards and it seems really cool to pull out a qr code and tell somebody to scan it and then allow them to get all the information of of your website your phone number and all of those things that is absolutely dangerous in this cryptocurrency space. We have got to take major precautions to really make sure that we secure our funds. And so having a warm wallet on your cell phone comes with some more responsibility. And I wanted to just make sure I say that. And then next up, ladies and gentlemen, we have a cold wallet. A cold wallet is 100% offline. The only time it comes online is when you actually plug it into your computer. Now with that, a cold wallet device is a physical device about the size of your thumb. Some of them are bigger, uh, but you carry these um, devices with you. You put it in your safety deposit box. I would caution against the safety deposit box because if the banks close up like they did during COVID, you don't have access to getting your cold storage wallet out of those um, those safe deposit boxes along with money that you may put in there a whole bunch of other things go with putting stuff in a safe deposit box but we're not here for that today uh so you can use a trezor you can use a keep key there's just a lot of different cold wallets never use a public um a public computer like a 
a public library or anything like that to start to transfer your cryptocurrency. You want to have your own laptop or your own computer when you utilize these cold wallet devices. I do a Ledger and Me one, two, three once a month, and we'll be having one coming up in February. So if you buy your Ledger device or you want to buy a Ledger device to make sure you have a cold storage wallet, this is the way that you are self-sovereign, that you control all of your crypto cryptocurrency with the cold wallet. And so that's the cold wallet. And then next up, we have an ice cold wallet. What is an ice cold wallet? That is those sheets of paper that you may get out of a Bitcoin ATM machine. Now there's good and bad to going to a Bitcoin ATM machine to buy your Bitcoin. First and foremost, the fees are astronomical, but if you must go to a Bitcoin ATM machine because maybe you have cash and you can't do anything online, uh, there are some things that you can do through our exchange so we can get the Bitcoin straight into your wallet. But if you have a Bitcoin ATM machine in your community, you can put your dollars into the Bitcoin ATM machine. It's going to spit out something that looks like a receipt and then you're able to hold that piece of paper and it will give you access to get into the blockchain to actually move your Bitcoin into like a cold storage device like a ledger or a warm wallet device like Edge. And so I can help you sort through that if you need if need be. So you can send me a text message and I can help you with that. But for the most part, I don't like cold ice cold wallets because if some perfume spills on that receipt, if some water falls on that receipt, if somebody balls it up and throws it away, you have lost your Bitcoin access forever. So, ladies and gentlemen, after traffic, sports and news, we will come forward with the cryptocurrency news for the day. And we'll touch on the Ask Najer Roberts question of the day. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Courage is contagious. We're KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where everybody is somebody and nobody is a stranger. You belong here. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. So I wanted to share really briefly because we're going to talk about this in depth tomorrow. Of course, you all know last week I was in the Bahamas and I spared no expense getting over to find out what damage FTX did in my community, meaning a community of our folks. And so I'm going to fully report on that tomorrow. But we wanted to continue going over the basics. And so I hoped that has um, helped you all as we went through Bitcoin, blockchain, wallets, and all of those things last week, finishing up today with wallets. So we'll get into the Bahamas and what happened over there and boy, what I saw. Um, but we're going to get into the news for t today. And actually, Bitcoin is actually holding pretty well. As you heard in the market update, you know, there's a couple of reds across there, but we're not worried about that. But what traders are doing right now are bracing for the Fed's decision. Um, cryptocurrency as a whole, as I just shared with you all, was pretty much down. Um, but crypto traders are awaiting the Federal Reserve's decision and interest rates that are due on Wednesday. And we're always talking about 
what the interest rates mean to all markets, because even though people don't think that they're tied, they are just a little bit. It, it allows traders to figure out how they're going to move. It, it tells a trader and it's all individual uh, what they want to do, but they can stand on the sidelines, pull their money out and wait to see what's going on. And so what they're waiting to see is what the next big move is by the federal reserve, the feds. And so we're, we're waiting on that. And so uh, Bitcoin has jumped and we've seen it going up and, and, you know, a lot of people have what they feel like are crystal balls and they're saying that the price of Bitcoin is going to go back down. And I hope it does because we're able to purchase a little bit more as we go forward. And so I'm excited about that. But this largest digital asset remains at the highest level that it's been since last August after a long year of what we call a crypto winter. And we're still in a crypto winter, in my opinion. And I just really hope that we continue to trade sideways until more people are understanding the technology and understanding what is going on. And so uh, that's where we are. Traders are actually eyeing Wednesday, which I'm going to come in and inform each and every one of you of what the Fed's next major catalyst is for stocks and digital assets alike. Um, with Bitcoin likely to take its cues from the Dow Jones Industrial Average and the S&P 500, which a lot of people don't think there's correlation. I just think because Bitcoin is so new right now and individuals that are in the regular trading space are kind of using the same cues to deal with cryptocurrency. I just think there's a small correlation, but I really believe that in the very near future, it's going to break away and you won't even be able to find the correlation with equities or any of those other things. So, but over the past year, it definitely has um, been amid the macro backdrops because of the rising interest rates and the dampening demand for both class classes of risk sensitive assets. And I'm going to say this really quickly. I went to the grocery store this morning because this is our first real day back being back from Miami in the Bahamas. And ladies and gentlemen, I had one basket full of food. It was definitely full. But I had no idea that my bill at the register was going to be five hundred and seventy four dollars. Ridiculousness for meat, eggs, bread, cheese, just the basic things that are needed. So we're not eating terribly. Um, but I just don't understand or I, I can't even fathom what regular everyday people that are going to work bringing home three and four hundred dollars a week are actually going to do if half of their check is going towards food and they're not able to pay rent and things like that. And so this is a sign, of course, that hyperinflation, inflation is going to actually critically cripple our community because you're going to a lot of people are going to be forced to make a decision to either feed their family or go to work. And it's just really scary uh, as to what our community is going to do, because a lot of people are already living paycheck to paycheck. And so I'm even seeing it in my household. You know, I'm, I'm one of those people that talk uh, and say everything that's as real as I can be. You know, we're here and we have two adult children that in the last couple of weeks, months, actually, have actually moved back home from a loss of job 
or slowing down from their personal businesses and we've got to help our children and you know at first it it feels a little bit like hey we need to um, make sure that they're able to fly on their own and do the things that they need to do as adults but when they fall on hard times you've got to really open up and really understand that this is a climate ladies and gentlemen that we have never been in before and if we don't pull together and start to really make sure Everyone is understanding where we're headed and what recession we're really in. You know, it's going to be catastrophic to individuals. They begin to stress, um, as several people have, about money and different things. And so you just want to make sure you know what's coming. And so that's why we're always, I'm always clear, we're in a recession, ladies and gentlemen, whether they want to admit admit it or not. And the price of goods and services are astronomical, especially food. And so I I'm working really hard to um, ensure that I am making sure that community knows that this thing is getting a little bit more serious than they want you to believe. And no, we're not going to be eating noodles every single day. And so what we've got to do is just make sure that we're cutting costs in the right places and really able to do the things that we need to do to take care of our families. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I just really wanted to share that because that was uh, a bulging eye moment for me this morning at the grocery store because inflation is here. I don't believe that it's going anywhere anytime soon. And I will tell you, I didn't buy any fabulous things. I just bought the basics and I bought enough of it to last for two weeks. But again, that's a lot. That is really a lot. And that was at one of our cheaper grocery stores. I almost felt like I was at Costco's or something when the price got rung up, but I was at a regular grocery store. So with that, we've really got to open our eyes and ears to hear what is happening and how uh, we can circumvent just a little bit of this extraction of money from our account. I'm feeling good about the fact that I didn't have to buy lettuce or green onions or any of those other things because I've been doing and practicing what I preach. I actually grew myself some lettuce. And how did I do that? I bought the lettuce from the grocery store, green leaf lettuce. I utilized the lettuce, I cut it off, and then I took the bottom of the lettuce and I actually put it in some soil. And it has grown back two beautiful heads of lettuce. And my my green onions, I did the exact same thing. I believe that we're gonna have to be self-sovereign with our money, just like we're gonna have to be self-sovereign with our food. And so I began my little bitty growing of these vegetables, but I didn't have to purchase them today at the store. So I'm excited about that. So ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we are going to jump into our Ask Naja Roberts segment and we will continue the conversation on cryptocurrency. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Old money, old money, new money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Nick near you. Now, let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. So I'm going to do something today that I don't usually do, but a lot of people have been asking me about Shiba Inu. And I continue to tell you all individually that I don't 
participate in Shiba Inu. And so I'm just going to say this with the high volatility characteristics of this entire cryptocurrency market, it's actually not easy to answer this question. And the question is, is Shiba Inu a smart investment? And I've got it like about 10 times. So that said, there is enough data in the historical price to help you decide whether or not Shiba Inu is a good cryptocurrency to buy or not. I don't sell Shiba Inu because I feel like it's selling crack to my community. So let me get into this. Shiba Inu is a meme coin. That means it's a funny coin, a fun coin. It was ideally created to capitalize on the hype around Dogecoin in 2020. So if you remember in 2020, Elon Musk was pushing Dogecoin along with Snoop Dogg and some other coins. And then that coin crashed. And then they came up with Shiba Inu because they wanted people to jump off one coin into another coin so they can make a lion's share of money. So it was a meme coin. It was something for fun. It wasn't meant to be something special. Spectacular, But recently, Shiba Inu was introduced in the metaverse, giving some sort of a footing as a fast growing market. So Shiba Inu is a ERC20 token. ERC, you'll start to hear other coins say that they're an ERC20. Shiba Inu is an ERC20 token, which means it runs on the Ethereum blockchain or they've done some development and pulled from the Ethereum blockchain. It entered the market August 2020, which is the same time Dogecoin crashed uh, while it was only created to ride the growing popularity of Dogecoin. Shiba Inu later became one of the best performing cryptocurrencies created because again, they were pushing it and trying to capitalize off people that didn't know any better. So I'm not going to say it was good for all of us, but some people did make money from Shiba Inu and are still in that space. For instance, um, right now, the Shiba Inu team recently announced that they're doing something different. They're adding a different layer to Shiba Inu that will help with the amount of people that are using it. And so it's called scalability. And so they're bracing for more people to be able to utilize this. Again, it's called scale and then making it even better for everyday payments. I don't know what that means, but in the metaverse, which is another conversation we need to have with our community, we should not be the number one consumers inside of the metaverse. That means not buying Jordans in the metaverse with our Shiba Inu because you trade regular money for Shiba Inu, then you go inside the computer and your little avatar is wearing some Nikes or uh, whoever else is in there, Versace and all these other companies that have decided to come into the metaverse. So what we don't want to be is number one consumers inside of that computer, because when you come out of that computer, you got to buy groceries, which I just talked about. And so hopefully our children and our other uh, grown adults don't get this wrong because this can be devastating to our community. And there are actually 27 trillion tokens on the market. And I'm talking about Shiba Inu tokens, 27 trillion, ladies and gentlemen, for a whopping three hundred and thirty two million dollars that 
uh, was swapped in the last 24 hours. So again, the movement of these tokens have all to do with the marketing, what influencers they pay to help push this narrative. All of those things have to do with the price of Shiba Inu going up or down. Now, again, I'm not saying because I'm not a financial advisor anymore. I'm not providing any financial advice. I'm not at all worried about missing out on the uptick of Shiba Inu because I know this is a game that they play. And if you're not in early enough or you're not out soon enough, you will lose your pants in this space. And so I've just decided to stay safe. Like in baseball, I get safe and and sit there on home base safe. And so you can do what you want to do. But that is my take on uh, Shiba Inu. And if it's a smart investment, I personally wouldn't. But. A lot of people say that they're making gains from it. And hopefully when it's time for you to cash out, there's some real liquidity there. So I really hope that helps each and every one of you understand Shiba Inu. Again, it was a meme coin. They're trying to bring value to it by introducing it to the metaverse. So you can buy stuff in there that you don't really need, especially right now in these perilous times. So. With that, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we will jump into our daily dollar cost average. This is KBLA Talk 1580. You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. And night. Broadcasting live from Lower Park, USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio. KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. So let me just say a couple of things really quickly before we do our daily dollar cost average. We will be holding in February, which is Black Futures Month. Yes, it's Black History Month, but Black Futures Month because we got to look at our past and go towards the future. And so I'm big on Black Futures Month. So we're going to be celebrating that. But we're going to be doing a Ledger and Me 123. We're also going to be doing a Crypto Essentials. So if you miss any part of what I did this last week, we're going to be breaking it down more in depth, but it's going to allow you the ability to ask questions so we're going to do that as well in the month of February and then we are also beginning in the month of February to hold our weekly meetings for our virtual I mean our digital um financial revolution tour where we're going to be going around the country to 41 cities hopefully we will be in a city near you if you're interested in partaking in that or helping with the planning as we come to the different cities across the united states just stay tuned for what that actually looks like and how you can be a part of that i'm excited because it looks like we have some pretty big sponsors this year to make this thing happen and so we are going to dollar cost average I always say a DCA a day keeps poverty away and we're going to buy $6 worth of Satoshi's on the Black Wall Street wallet. Now that is a hot wallet. And so it is on your cell phone. However, it is not like any of the other wallets where you get your private keys. And so you stack on the Black Wall Street wallet. When you get to a certain amount of Satoshis, you move it into your cold storage device. And so I teach you how to do that. But we are going to do 
in support of a black business, we're going to buy on Black Wall Street wallet. And so you're going to click on the purple circle in the middle. It has the two arrows at the bottom and you're going to click on continue. And when you do that, you're going to click on six dollars one time. What you can do is set this up and forget it. I'm going to put it in my KBLA talk 1580 wallet and you're going to click continue. And voila, that's all it takes to get uh, your dollar cost average going. You can do that on any platform, ladies and gentlemen. Doesn't necessarily have to be the Black Wall Street wallet. You can do it on Cash App just a little bit. You can do a dollar, two dollars, five dollars. We have just got to get into some Bitcoin. We've got to have some Bitcoin added to our portfolio because I am betting my life on the fact that it is going to change the financial trajectory of our community for ever. And that's really all it takes. And so as we continue to learn and as we continue to really say, hey, I don't have a lot of money. It doesn't take a lot of money. You don't have to have an entire Bitcoin. You just buy some Satoshis. A Satoshi is the smallest increment of a Bitcoin, just like a penny is the smallest increment of a dollar. And we're buying a little bit at a time, a little bit, a little bit by a little bit. And so that's what we're doing. We're going to be doing this live on the air until April 1st so that we can see how much $6 a day has actually done over an entire year. So y'all don't touch that dial. It's time to make way for the DL Hughley show. I want to thank each and every one of you for rocking with me today. Your host, Naja Roberts on Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating creating Satoshi millionaires one day at a time, one family at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naj Roberts. Have an incredible rest of your day. You're listening to Naja Roberts on the head of the crypto curve. Please follow her on all social media platforms at Naja Roberts. No underscores, no dots. No numbers, just Naja Roberts. Let's close the wealth gap. It's our turn. Learn or get left behind. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.